We are in our month of August and we know that we are going all, or rather we are all the way up. Hallelujah. We are all the way up. That is what we have been looking at in the past few weeks in this month of um, August. And PD has shared with us so much. I have been so blessed. I'm sure that you have been blessed as well. He has shown us, you know, reasons why our hearts may get weak and overwhelmed such that, you know, we have to run to that place all the way up there. He helped us understand that when that happens, when our heart does get overwhelmed, that is what we ought to do. We need to run all the way up. Hallelujah. So today we'll be looking at some reasons why we must stay up. Why I must stay up. Why you must stay in that place. Right? Um, you know, sometimes when we get the word of God, it can be exciting. And oh, I'm all the way up. I'm all the way up. Right? But we have to stay there. Glory to God. We have to stay there. And um, by the leading of the Holy Spirit, um, that is what I'm led to share with us today. Why I must stay up. We're going to go to our reference scripture for the month. It's Psalm 61, verse 1 to 4. Psalm 61, verse 1 to 4. I'll be reading from the NKJV. But I will also be reading from two different versions as we go along. And it says, hear my cry, O God. Attend to my prayer. From the end of the earth, I will cry to you. When my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. For you have been a shelter to me, a strong tar from the enemy. I will abide in your tabernacle forever. I will trust in the shelter of your wings. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So why I must stay up? Why must I stay up? Let's look at Revelations. Revelations chapter 4 and verse 1. We're looking at a very popular scripture. I'm going to be reading from the Passion Translation. The Passion Translation. It says, then suddenly, after I wrote down these messages, I saw a portal open in the heavenly realm. And the same trumpet voice I heard speaking with me at the beginning said, ascend into this realm. In other words, come up into this realm. The King James Version says, come up higher. I want to reveal to you what must happen after this. I'll read that last, last line again. It says, ascend into this realm because I want to reveal to you what must happen after this. Habakkuk chapter 2 and verse 3. Habakkuk chapter 2 and verse 3. I'm reading from the NLT. It says, I will climb up to my watchtower and stand at my guard post. There I will wait to see what the Lord says and how he will answer my complaint. I will climb up to my watchtower and stand at my guard post. There I will wait to see, I will wait to see what the Lord says and how he will answer my complaint. Just quickly, I just want to just, you know, um, bring our attention to that word watchtower. We see it also in our reference scripture where it says that um, you are a strong tower from my enemy. So what is a watchtower? A watchtower is actually a structure that is 
built that is it's actually elevated. It's an elevated structure that is built for the purpose of observation. It gives the watchman, who is usually the one at the top of the watchtower, the opportunity to observe his immediate surrounding. Even not just immediate surrounding, maybe a particular territory. He can actually see far off. So from that, you know, vantage point, we have been hearing that word a lot lately. From that vantage point, he can see oncoming disaster. He can see oncoming um, maybe ships that are coming with goodies for the for that territory, hallelujah. So he can see so much from that point. So the prophet is saying in this, in this scripture that I will find my way to that elevated place. I will go to that place from where I can see what God is saying to me. God is speaking, but I want to see what he's saying. So the first reason why we want to stay in that place is because This is a place of insight. It is a place of illumination. It is a place of clarity. And we heard so much about this last week when PD was talking about um, vision, right? The power of vision. This is a place that we can see far ahead. Mind you, it is not a physical location. It is not a a geographical location. Actually, it is a place where by reason of our connection to God and his spirit, we can receive insight into things that are far off, into things that are way, way, way ahead of us. Hallelujah. And the truth is, for anyone who is not in this place, life will be extremely haphazard. Life will, you know, life could toss that person here and there. Hallelujah. Choices that will be made will just be a case of trial and error. Oh, let me try this. They say that's what's happening now. Let me give it a shot. Right, So a lot of decisions will be uncertain for that person who is not in that place where they can see far off. And as we, go in, as we continue this morning, you will see, you will see you know, what we are talking about. So for you and I as believers, it is imperative that we must stay in that place. It is so important that we must stay in that place. So how do we stay in that place? This place of connection, that is what we have called it. It is not a physical location like I have um, mentioned before. How do I stay in that place? A lot of what we're going to be hearing today are things that we have heard probably over and over and over and over. But today we're getting a booster. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. (laughs) We're getting a booster, you know, to keep us running for the next week. And then we come back on Sunday and get another booster to keep us going for the next week. And that is why we keep coming. That is why it is important that we constantly find ourselves amongst believers. That is so, so, so important. So how is this connection to God and his spirit created? Um, How is it obtained such that we receive this insights and this illumination and we can see clearly, we can see far, we can see far ahead because the truth is, it is for only that person who can see far ahead, who can see the end of the matter, that is the person that will stay, that is the person that will keep going, that is the person that will be spot on, that is the person that will refuse to be overwhelmed by the things that will hit them because the truth is, things will come to overwhelm you. They will come to try. They will come to try and shake you. Hallelujah. Jeremiah 33 and verse 3. Jeremiah 33 and verse 3. We'll be reading a lot of scriptures this morning. I'm not going to say bear with me. Yes, it's a good thing. We'll be reading a lot of scriptures this morning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We'll be looking at different versions. Jeremiah 33 and verse 3. NKJV. NKJV. It says, call to me and I will answer you. And show you great and mighty things which you do not know. Call to me 
I will answer you. This is God speaking to you and I. Call to me and I will answer you and show you great and mighty things which you do not know. So child of God, what the scripture is telling us is that you can be in a place where you know. You know. You are not confused. You are not, you know, wondering what is, what is happening here. What, what is this about? Hallelujah. The truth is at the time when your heart is overwhelmed, if you can see that big picture, if you can see where God is taking you to, if you can see the end of the matter, like I said before, you will keep going. You will refuse to remain in that place. You will refuse to let anything come to overwhelm you again. After you have picked up yourself from that place and, you know, gone all the way up, if you can see the end of the story, if it is clear, it is vivid to you, it is so clear, there is no confusion there, you will stand strong. Hallelujah. So it is important that for us as children of God, we must stay in that place of clarity. That place where we can constantly know what God is saying per time. Where God, what God is saying concerning every matter of our lives. It is so important. That is what will keep us strong. That, will, but that is what will keep us standing as long as we know what the final outcome of that situation is. In spite of all that is happening around us. In spite of all that we see. Right? We must stay in that place where we constantly, regularly are calling unto him. Where we regularly, constantly, continuously calling unto him, staying in connection with him and his spirit. Hallelujah. So we know this is the place of prayer. We know that that is the place of prayer, which we can never talk too much about. We can never talk too much about. That is the lifeline of a Christian. That is the lifeline of a Christian. Hallelujah. And PD has told us that when you are not praying, you are not faint, you are fainting. When you are not praying, you are fainting. Right? PD mentioned that we get overwhelmed because we begin to play God. And the day I stop praying, I decide I don't need to pray anymore. Then I am, that is me playing God right there. That is me saying to God that, you know what, God, I'm good. I don't need you. I can sort things out my, um, on my own. You can be guaranteed that very soon, very, very soon, I will be back to that place where things overwhelm me. And then there will be another reason for me to find my way all the way up again. I will now start looking for this message. Oh, where is August's message? August of 2021, I need to go all the way up. Hallelujah. But from today, we are staying all the way up. We are staying up in the name of Jesus. Amen. So another way to maintain that connection. The truth is that there are so many ways. There are so many ways, you know. But we're just going to look at a few. So another way to maintain that connection with God and his spirit. So that we can receive this insights and this illumination and this clarity. Is by spending time studying and meditating on the word of God. Spending time and meditating, um, studying and meditating on the word of God. Because, on the word of God. Because the truth is, the word of God itself contains a lot of insights about who you are and who you are becoming. Besides what God is even going to show you or say to you, just staying in the word and just opening your spirit to the word and having the Holy Spirit reveal, open up the word to you, you will begin to see yourself in the word. You will begin to see yourself in the word. And that honestly keeps you up there. It keeps you up there in spite of the things that may come to hit. The person who has those insights by reason of staying in the word cannot be shaken. They cannot be shaken as long as you are constantly in there. This is not a, you know, come in one day, 
take a break, you know, take out time to do some other things, you know, then come back, you know, maybe three days after, then take another break. In those three days, a lot can happen. Storms can hit. A tornado, a tornado hits. You, we know how that, how that works in the physical, right? So you can imagine what that would do in the, in the spiritual. So for that person who can truly see themselves in scripture, by reason of sitting in there, staying in there, letting the Holy Spirit open it up to you, such that you can see who you are. He has shown you clearly that this is the person that I am. Then you can be sure that nothing, nothing will move you. That is what the Bible tells us. Hallelujah. Quickly, I want us to go to Psalm 119. Psalm 119, verse 105. I'll be reading this in two different translations again. But it's the popular scripture that says that your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Hallelujah. First, I want to read it in the message translation. It says, by your words, I can see where I am going. They throw a beam of light on my dark path. Do I really need to say anything else? (laughs) By your words, I can see where I am going. There is no um, groping in the dark. There is no confusion. Which way? Should I go left? Should I go right? Should I turn around? Should I follow um, group A or go with group B? Or should I? No confusion. I can see where I am going. They throw a beam of light on my dark path. I'm also going to read it in the Passion Translation. I'm sorry that, you know, um, we don't have that on the screen. So I'm just going to pick a few verses. 105, 107, then 110 to 11. It says, fruits shining light guides me in my choices and decisions. If you know the book of Psalm 119, you know it's just all about the word of God. Essentially, that is all, you know, Psalm 119 is talking about. So when it says truth here, your word is truth. We know that. John 17, 17, I think it is. God help me. Okay, so his word is truth. So truth's shining light guides me in my choices and decisions. We saw last week about the power of vision and how, you know, you, you may need to make choices. But if you have vision, if you have a God-given vision, you are not confused about the choices you are making. There is no confusion. If confusion is trying to set in, you just know to just check with your spirit. Holy Spirit, help me. What do I need to do? Help me. Help me. Lead me. Show me. Maintaining that connection. We're talking about maintaining that connection with God and his spirit because that, that means that we are staying in that place, in that high place. Right? So it says, truth shining light guides me in my choices and decisions. The revelation of your word makes my pathway clear. I am bruised and broken, overwhelmed by it all. Breathe life into me again by your living word. I am overwhelmed by it all. But breathe life into me again by your living word. I dare say that if the psalmist was in that word constantly, every day, day in, day out, he might not have had need to be saying, oh, breathe life into me again. You know, I am overwhelmed. Yes, things will come to try and overwhelm us. No doubt, they will come. But you will not stay there for too long. As long as you stay in this place. Verse 1110 says, The ungodly have done their best to throw me off track, but I will not deviate from what you have told me to do. 
because everything you speak to me is like joyous treasures, filling my life with gladness. Hallelujah. Filling my life with gladness. So we see the reason why we want to stay up in that place. It is a place, like I said, of clarity, insight, no confusion about the decisions we are making. I know that this is what God has called me to do. And I stick with that vision. I stick with that plan, right? So, for example, um, you know, you know that God has called you. You know, God has shown you that it is Canada I am bringing you to. You know, you know. <laughs> but maybe you are somewhere in Rwanda or Malawi or, you know, one of those places. And you get this grand opportunity to go to the U.S. or to England. But then there is like an agreement that says that you must stay there for the rest of your life. There is no going anywhere else. You must stick, maybe stick with the company or stick with the mission. You know, I know there used to be this scholarship in you know, back in Nigeria, then they will say that if we give you this scholarship, you must come back home. You must, you can't, you know. So, but you know that I am heading to Canada, but this fantastic opportunity is saying, go to the U.S., but you must stay there. What about what God is calling me to do? If you have that insight, if you have that clarity, and you stay in that place, then you will not be confused as, oh, should I do it? God, is this you? Are you the one? God has already told you what he wants you to do. So what is, is it you or is it not you? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Okay, let us look at Psalm 139. Psalm 139 verses 15 to 18. So now I'm reading from the NLT and it says, you watched me. As I was being formed in utter seclusion. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The law of incubation. You watched me when I was there in that place. As I was woven together in the dark of the womb. You saw me before I was born. Every day of my life was recorded in your book. Every moment was laid out before a single day had passed. How precious are your thoughts about me, O oh God? They cannot be numbered. I can't even count them. They outnumber the grains of the sands. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Those are his thoughts concerning you. This scripture says they are recorded in his book. So wouldn't you rather stay in that book? Wouldn't you rather live by, the, by every you know, word that springs out from that book? Hallelujah. That is another way to maintain that connection such that you remain in that place all the way up. All the way up. So, that is the first reason why we want to stay there. Because it is a place of illumination, insight. We know where we are going. We know where we are headed for. We know that, yes, there is a light, like, you know, the popular, popular idiom, I think it is. There is a light at the end of the tunnel. The man that cannot see that light will not keep going into the tunnel. It's not possible. If you start off and then the whole place is dark, you will just go, go back to, you know, where you understand. Yes, you would not dare go into the uncertain. And really, God is calling us into some form of, you know, it may sound, even though I say uncertain, but it is certain. Hallelujah. It is certain. Hallelujah. We just need to stay connected. And bit by bit, he will show it to us. Hallelujah. So let us go into the next reason why we want to stay up. Back to our key scripture, but this time I'm reading from another version. The Passion Translation, Psalm, 1, Psalm 61, verse 1 to 4. It says, oh God, hear my prayer. Listen to my heart's cry. Please, can you just put it up on um, maybe NKJV so that we can, you know, sort of compare. It's the same scripture we've been reading all, all month, right? 
He says, oh God, hear my prayer. Listen to my heart's cry. For no matter where I am, even when I'm far from home, I will cry out to you for a father's help. When I'm feeble and overwhelmed by life, guide me into your glory. Hallelujah. Guide me into your glory. Guide me into the place where you are, where I am safe and sheltered. Lord, you are a paradise of protection to me. You lift me high above the fray. None of my foes can touch me. When I'm held firmly in your wrap-around presence, keep me in this glory. Let me live continually under your splendor shadow, hiding my life in you forever. Pause in his presence. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So this scripture clearly shows us, that the, shows us the next reason why we want to stay all the way up. Why we want to remain in that place. Why we want to remain in that high place. It is because that is the place of his presence and glory. That is the place of his presence and glory. And why do I want to remain in the place of his presence? <laughs> Simply because there is no better place to be. There is no better place to be. Everything, everything that we desire from life emanates from that place. A popular awesome song that um, Dun Sioyeko just released not too long ago. He says, everything proceeds from the place of your presence. And it is so true. Everything proceeds from that place. There is no better place to be for any child of God. Whatever it is your soul is truly longing for, whatever that thing is you think you really, really, really desire, it, it will spring forth from the place of his presence. Even better than you think. If it is you that is just imagining in your head, if you dare stay, stay, remain in that place, it will spring forth. And when it shows up, you will be amazed. You will think, and I thought I wanted this. See what God has done. Hallelujah. We want to stay in that place. We want to remain in that place. That high place, all the way up there, because it is the place of his presence. Psalm 16 verse 11 tells us that in the presence of the Lord, there is fullness of joy and pleasures forevermore. There is fullness of joy and pleasures forevermore. Think about it. All the things that we seek in life, all the things that we are, you know, scrambling for, or the world is scrambling for, it's because they are hoping it will bring him some form of, bring them some form of joy or satisfaction, you know, something to make them glad, to gladden their heart. But the scripture is telling us that in his presence, the fullness overflowing joy, joy unspeakable, joy that cannot be, you know, compared with anything else can be obtained from that place and then pleasures forevermore hallelujah yes we want to stay in that place all the way up there because it is the place of his presence let us look at isaiah isaiah 50, 57 and verse 15 isaiah 57 and verse 15 he says for thus says the high and lofty one who inhabits eternity whose name is holy he says I dwell in the high and holy place with him who has a contrite and humble spirit to revive the spirit of the humble and to revive the heart of the contrite ones. He says, I dwell in a high and holy place. Um, let's go to Numbers. Numbers 23. I'll be reading verses 1 to 5, the KJV. Verses 1 to 5. 
A lot of us are probably familiar with this scripture or this story, this encounter in the Bible, um, you know, Balaam and um, Balak, how Balak asked um, Balaam to come and curse the children of, of Israel because he thought they were, you know, too numerous and they would um, take over his territory and all of that. So they went to Balaam, who happened to be a prophet, not a great prophet, so to speak, but this was a man who heard God clearly. And I came to understand that he understood the protocol of meeting with God, of hearing from God. And we'll see it as we go into, you know, the scripture. So it says, and Balaam said unto Balak, build me here seven altars and prepare me here seven oxen and seven rams. So the instruction was, I need seven altars and prepare me seven oxen and seven rams. I said before that Balaam did understand the protocol of coming into the presence of God. He said, build me altars. Altars, you know, in, in scripture are symbolic of the place of prayer, of the place of sacrifice. And he asked for sacrifices as well, you know, to be brought, right? The place of prayer and sacrifices. And, you know, I will just help us understand that in our own, in our own um, terms, So, verse 2 says, And Balak did as Balaam had spoken. And Balak and Balaam offered on every altar a bullock and a ram. Right? Just so you know, the intention here was to get God to come and speak to um, Balaam. That was what Balaam was trying to achieve. To come into God's presence to speak with him. So, he gave this instruction. Verse 3 says, And Balaam said to Balak, Stand by the burnt offering, and I will go peradventure. The Lord will come to meet me. And whatsoever he shows me, I will tell thee. And he went to a high place. And God met Balaam and he said unto him, I have prepared seven altars and I have offered upon every altar a bullock and a ram. And the Lord put a word in Balaam's mouth and said, return unto Balak and thus thou shalt speak. And the story continues. So we see the prophet here trying to gain access into the presence of God. And he says, build me altars, bring sacrifices. And that for you and I today as children of God, fix that place of prayer. Fix your altars of prayer. Bring your sacrifices, the sacrifices of your time in his presence. The sacrifices spent in in praying. Sacrifices spent, you know, time spent in studying the word. Sacrifices of your resources. Sacrifices of your time. Propagating the gospel. Hallelujah. Bring those sacrifices. So what sacrifices are you giving to ensure that you stay in that presence? What extra thing are you doing to ensure that you stay there? Because that is the place of his presence. All the way up to stay there, it it is the place of his presence. And there are ways for all things that we must do to remain in that place. Hallelujah. So we have seen that the place... We are at, at the moment, all the way up there is the place of insight, illumination, clarity, vision. Hallelujah. It is also the place of his presence from where everything that we desire, everything that we are trusting God for, everything that we are looking up to him, whether we are looking up to him for it or not, everything that our hearts really, really, really longs for, that is the place that it springs forth from effortlessly. Hallelujah. So now, let us look at the the third reason why I must stay up there. Why you must stay up there. And that is because it is the place of power and dominion. 
is the, it is a place from where you and I as Christians, as believers, can truly reign and rule as kings and priests that we have been called to be. Let us look at Ephesians. Ephesians chapter 2, and we're looking at verse 4 to 6. Ephesians 2, verse 4 to 6. It says, but God who is rich in mercy, for his great love, wherewith he loved us, even when we were dead in sins, had quickened us together with Christ. By grace, you are saved. And he has raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. And then Ephesians 1 and 20, 21 to 23 tells us that this heavenly places, Ephesians 1, 21 to 23, it tells us that this heavenly places is far above all principality and power and might and dominion. And every name that is named, not only in this world, but also in that which is to come. And has put all things under his feet and gave him to be the head over all things to the church, which is his body. The fullness of him that fills all in all. So remember, he has raised up, raised us up to sit with Christ in heavenly places, far above principalities, powers, dominions. Hallelujah. That is the place where he has raised us up to be. Now we want to stay in that place because that is the only place from which we can boldly, confidently wield our authority and power as a Christian. Because the truth is, we, may, we, we have all that authority and power, but we can be in a place where we carve from the enemy. We can be in a place where we accept defeat and, you know, we don't feel confident. Even when you want to say blood of Jesus, you're like, blood of Jesus. <laughs> you know, no confidence. You are not confident about it, right? He just throws something. You just, yeah, you just dodge. You just, yeah, please, oh, I don't have, I'm, I'm, devil, just hold your own. I'm not <laughs> interested in, in this. Hallelujah. But if you stay, if we stay, if we remain in that place, then we can confidently, boldly, you know, do what is necessary. Ensure that there is no victory around here. There is no defeat around here. There is no victim around here. Sorry, there is no defeat around here. Hallelujah. We want to stay in that place because that is our seat of power. That is the seat of victory of a believer. We do not want to come down from that place for no reason at all. Because like we said, things will come to try to overwhelm us. There is no doubt. Especially for you, the believer, the enemy will, he will hit left, right, and center. <laughs> he will hit from every, every area to see, to, to see if you really know who you are. And you will not know who you are if you are not constantly in that place, constantly in the word, constantly in the place of prayer, communicating with the spirit, communing with the spirit, interacting with the spirit of God and his word. Hallelujah. So that is why you and I must stay all the way there. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We're going to the next reason why we must stay all the way up. Psalm 61 verse 1 to 4 again. I told us I'll read it in two different versions. So now I'm going to read um, from the New Life version. And it says, hear my cry, O God. Listen to my prayer. I call to you from the end of the earth. When my heart is weak, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. 
for you have been a safe place for me, a tower of strength where I am safe from those who fight against me. Let me live in your tent forever. Let me be safe under the covering of your wings. A lot of things are happening in that place. A lot of things. I mean, just looking at the scripture, you just see so much. But now we are looking at the place of safety. Up there is a place of safety. Let's read Proverbs, 11, Proverbs 18 and verse 10. Proverbs 18 and verse 10. It says, the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run to him and are safe. So we see that tower again. That tower, that place, that elevated place of, safe, of safety from where we can see, you know. Psalm 119 and, one, and 117. Psalm 119 verse 117. It says, hold me up and I shall be safe. And I shall observe your statutes continually. Hold me up and I shall be safe. And I shall observe your statutes continually. Hallelujah. So this place of safety that is all the way up. The psalmist is recognizing here that it is a place where I must observe your statutes continually. Hallelujah. Which is what we have addressed earlier on. Yeah. But it is a place of safety where that connection to God and his spirit keeps us. There is no break, like we said, no vacation. I'm not taking time out. God, give me one week. I'll be back, you know, to 5 a.m. prayers. I just need one week to just, you know, catch my breath. (laughs) Hallelujah. And there's no catching of breath here because the enemy is not relenting. The enemy is not stopping. He's throwing things. He is throwing things left, right, and center. And we can see that clearly in our world today. We can see it. It is, it is obvious. Even the blind can see it. Hallelujah. So we want to stay in that place where it doesn't matter what he's throwing. Be it the pestilence that is flying by day or the terror that flies by night. We are in that place. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And the psalmist in Psalm 91 calls it the secret place. The secret place. The place of his presence. The place, it is also the place of safety. It is the place where we are kept. It is the place where we are preserved. Where we are protected. It is a refuge for us. So yes, we want to be all the way up there in the secret place. Hallelujah. Remember when COVID hit and Psalm 91 just was the trend. It was trending. But if we had stayed, stayed, remained in that place. When is that trending? You're like, ah, what's happening? Uh, <laughs> Hallelujah. You, you, uh, these people are, they are still. I mean, we've been in here, we've been here all this while, you know, kept, preserved, shielded. Hallelujah. And that is the place that we want to stay in that place of safety. Hallelujah. And it is all the way up, all the way up, not a physical location, even though we're saying all the way up, come to the high place. It is not a geographical location. We have established some ways that we can find that place. We have established some ways that we... And you know, as a church, we make it easy for ourselves to just stay in that place. Every morning, 5 a.m., just, just connect. Just stay there. Even if you are sleeping and you are... It wasn't easy for us at the beginning. It wasn't easy at the beginning, you know. But we just kept coming. One year plus now. 
every day, 5 a.m. We are there connecting. And honestly, if you stay there long enough, you will want to just keep finding ways to connect throughout the day. You will want to just keep on finding ways to stay connected throughout the day. Hallelujah. So that is the place where we want to remain. Okay. Um, Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy chapter 12. Um, verses 5 to 12. Deuteronomy chapter 12, verses 5 to 12. We're going to be looking at one more reason why you and I must stay up. It says, but you shall seek the place where the Lord your God chooses out of all your tribes. Of course, this is God speaking to Moses, you know, and Moses is supposed to give this message to the children of God. He says, you shall seek the place where the Lord your God chooses out of all your tribes to put his name for his dwelling place. And there you shall go. There you shall take your burnt offerings your sacrifices, your tithes, your freewill offerings, and the firstborn of your herds and flocks. All of those sacrifices that we have mentioned. And there you shall eat before the Lord your God. And you will rejoice in all to which you have put your hand, you and your households, in which the Lord your God has blessed you. In other words, blessings that make no sorrow, that adds no sorrow. Everything that you put your hand to, no regrets. Oh, I put my hand in this thing. Oh, I, you know, three months later, I am dancing, rejoicing. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for the leading by your spirit. I do this. I go to school to study this. Oh, thank you, Lord. Now I see why, you know. You are rejoicing over all that you have put your hand to. Verse 8 says, you shall not at all do as you are doing here today. Every man doing whatever is right in his own eyes. <laughs> For as yet you have not come to the rest and the inheritance which the Lord your God is giving you. But when you cross over the Jordan and dwell in the land, that place where his name is, his dwelling place, when you shall cross to the land your Lord is giving you to inherit, he gives you rest from all your enemies round about so that you dwell in safety. Then there, you, then there will be the place where the Lord your God chooses to make his name abide. There you shall bring all that I command you, your burnt offerings, your sacrifices, your tithes, your heave offerings of your hands and all, of, and all your choice. Yes, bring your offerings because you should, offer, you should offer them to God. But more than that, bring your sacrifices, the sacrifice of your time. The sacrifice of seeing his work done on the earth. Seeing his, his purposes established on the earth. Being a part of that, you know, of that um, process. Hallelujah. It goes on to say, bring the offerings which you have vowed to the Lord. And you shall rejoice because the Lord your God, you and your sons and your daughters. So you shall rejoice before the Lord your God. You and your sons and your daughters, your male servants and female servants. So I dare say to us that that high place, that place where the name of the Lord is, is also the place of rejoicing. It says, come, find that place, seek it. That is the instruction there. It says, you shall seek the place where the Lord your God chooses out of all the tribes to put his name for his dwelling place. And there you shall go. Hallelujah. There you shall go, and you go there with your offerings and your sacrifices. 
and there you will rejoice in all that you have put your hand to do. Wouldn't it just be fantastic to just know that everything that you are doing, that you have cause to rejoice. You have cause to be, you know, to celebrate. You have cause to dance. No regrets here. Not money being thrown into a basket like they say. You know, you put money into maybe, um, let's use an example now. So, for those that lived in hate, that live in Haiti, or even, you know, with all the, you know, not to put it down, but with all that's happening now, all sorts of disasters. Maybe you have a major investment in that kind of area, and then a disaster just comes, and you're like, but wouldn't you just be glad to know that, ah, God, see how you just, you know, you just, the border, you just cut it off like this. And then my own was just preserved. Of course, you will go into dancing and rejoicing. And that is what he's promising us. If we choose to stay in that place, we will have cause to rejoice over all that we put our hands to. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. David understood this. He said, I was glad when they said, let us go into the house of the Lord. Because that is the place of unspeakable joy. That is the place of unending rejoicing. That is the place where, where I always, you know, have a reason to celebrate. Something is exciting is always happening. Right? No time to be overwhelmed. No time to be down. No time to be, you know, f- um, kicked about by life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So we must stay in that high place. We must stay all the way up there. Because it is a place where we see, where we see God. Where he can show us clearly who we are. Who we are becoming. What he has planned for us. Where he is taking us. It is possible God can tell you that this is what I want you to do. Even if he doesn't say it, he can, you know, he can use someone to say it. He can just send someone your way to just give you insight into something. And I say that because, you know, something like that just happened with me recently. Somebody just showed me something. I was like, oh, this is, you know, what is happening? And I looked at it. I was like, God, this is like what you're asking me to do. Not, so I'm not saying that. So, you know, this is based on what God has told me to do. And then I could see the connection because the, the connection was just there, right? And I was like, okay, Holy Spirit, let's see if, if this is, you know, So, God can, he will use diverse ways as long as you just stay there and you are trusting him, trusting him to play out all of his plans and purposes in your life. He will, he is able, if he can, if he can, you know, get a horse to speak, a donkey to speak, then what about you, his child? Will he not guide you? Will he not do what is necessary? Sorry, but I pray those kind of prayers, but I shake the heavens, shake, shake everything that needs to be shaken for my sake. Yes, because he can. He can. But that understanding is, is, is necessary. I understand that there's a place of power, there's a seat of power that I must, you know, continually be in for me to open my mouth and boldly declare those kind of things. Because if I do not remain in that place, who am I to come and say, Father, shake, 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 shake what? <laughs> Where have you been? You know? You know? Hallelujah. So we have said that it is a place of insight. It is a place of his presence. There's no better place to be. Nowhere better. Honestly, nowhere better. And once you start, you know, cultivating the habit of staying there and just enjoying that place and just staying there, you, like I said before, you will find, you will find room in that. 20, 24 hours is a lot of time. I know we say, ah, no time. I don't have time for this. I don't, but it is a lot of time. It is a lot of time. I remember listening to a woman of God one time saying that you need to give God a tithe of your day. That's two hours, 40 minutes. I said, ah, two hours, 40 minutes. Even to pray for 30 minutes, we are, you know, a tithe. But you can even give God more. You can. You can. It is possible. 
Yes, it is possible. I agree. I agree. Hallelujah. It is the place of his presence. We need to prioritize his presence. Hallelujah. It is a place of power. It is a place from where we can indeed live that victorious life that we have been called to live. It is the place of safety where we are kept, where we are preserved, where we are shielded. It doesn't matter what is flying by day, by night, by noon, by whatever time of the day. God will find a way to keep his own. The person that has found that secret place, that high place, and has stayed there. Hallelujah. And it is a place of rejoicing. No sadness here. Nothing to make us, um, to keep us down. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. We've just reviewed five reasons. But the truth is that there are so many other reasons why you want to stay in that place. So many other reasons. It's the place of your miracles. The place of your breakthrough. The place of, of restoration. It is the place of, it is just, you just want to really remain in that place. Hallelujah. And I'm just trusting God that, you know, you will... For all in the room, those of us in the room and watching online that have truly, truly turned our lives over to Jesus. He will keep us in that place. He will keep us in that place. I'd just like for us to just, you know, um, um, pray. Let's just um, be, be on our feet. And just pray for grace. Grace. Grace, Lord. Grace that even as we have come all the way up in this month of August, by his grace and his spirit, he will keep us there. Whatever we must do, a step at a time, as, as far as, you know, it is necessary, his spirit will help us. Your spirit will help us. Your spirit helping us, Father. Your spirit, your spirit helping us. Grace, mighty God. We want to stay in that place of connection, that place of communion. Continuous fellowship with you and your spirit, oh God. That is our desire, oh God. We refuse to be excited about the message and then forget that high place. By your spirit, we remain there. By your grace, we remain there. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. And for anyone under the sound of my voice who is listening and you have no idea what this place that you're at, what is all this going all the way up. But, but you know that it's somewhere you would really desire to be because you can hear that there's rejoicing there. There is unending joy there. There is insight. You don't have to grope in the dark. You don't have to be confused about decisions that you are making. And you're saying, maybe this is the place that I need to be. That is the Spirit of God pulling you to himself. If that is you this morning, if that is you this morning, and you're saying, yes, I think I want to be in that place. I think I want to be in that place. If, you, if that is you this morning, I would just like for you to just pray these prayers after me. Because the truth is there is, a, there is a need for you to turn your life over and completely to Jesus. If you don't know about this place I'm talking about, that means you are not even, you know, you have not started the work yet. And it is important that you begin that work with Jesus. Because that is, he's the one. He's the one that will hold your hands and take you to that place. So this morning, just pray after me and say, Father, in the name of Jesus, I come to you today realizing that I need you in my life. I need you. I need your son in my life. I need your spirit. I need to be able to communicate with you, to fellowship with you and your spirit. 
And so this morning, I yield myself to you. I release myself to you. I acknowledge the work that Jesus came to do on the cross when he died. It was for me that he died so that he can bring me to that place. Because that is the place that we truly, truly, truly belong. I accept the gift of salvation this morning. And I pray that by your spirit, you will not only lead me to that place, but you will keep me in that place. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Glory to God. If that was you and you gave your life over to Jesus this morning, please just send us an email. Send it to saved at kicccanada.ca. We're waiting to hear from you. God bless you. Thank you, everyone. God bless you. Thank you so much for joining us today. We hope you've been blessed by the sermon. And if you would love to be a part of what God is doing in our midst, feel free to join us on Sundays at 10 a.m. or Wednesdays at 7 p.m. To be a part of the giving, you can give our email at info, I-N-F-O, at kicccanada.ca or through our website at www.kicccanada.ca slash donate. God is doing amazing things in our midst and we look forward to seeing you soon. Remember, you're a champion. God bless you.